Spout Lore is made possible by contributions from our listeners. If you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com slash spoutlore. Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed, their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half-elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me, as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello, everybody. Playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hello, everybody. And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Hello, everybody. I quit. I quit the podcast. <laughs> oh, that podcast it. is over. When last we left our heroes, they had been suddenly found in the presence of uh, Finn and Fen, noble mother and son, and rivals of Billy... <laughs> specifically and Ri- exclusively rivals of billy and i think to thaniel's house probably probably well. in general yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely finn is billy's rival for sure and not even rival <sighs> but like has been bullied by billy <laughs> Whoa, you act like i started it no of course you did not no but you did end it yeah i think finn's crime was throwing a pine cone at you and having a stupid haircut yeah <laughs> and Having more food than you had at the time. 100% yeah. and gloating about it, too. That's pretty bad. You know what? He deserved it. That's, yeah. that's he true. Does. But he's slowly, like, not deserving it. Like, yeah, exactly. Every we go further <laughs> no, into it's it. hard to disagree right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> hard to disagree. Jessica's just built a dice tower that's yeah. 20 tall right now. Through some kitchen restaurant spelt-lore shenanigans, the party escaped via a combination of disguise and uh, Ving attempting to engage with his newfound passion of uh, the service industry. I thought I was a I thought my mother was a server. I thought I was a server too. After jumping out of a plate glass window, Tuck led the party to the third floor of the Doubletree Hotel where they regained their equipment and spoke with Wendy and Lysander, rangers of Nathaniel's Talon, to discuss the plan in rooting out and curing the corruption in the heart tree. Yeah. At the center of the wood. We told them that it was the Gibbous Man that was doing it. Yes. And Lysander made clear that he was aware of the Gibbous Man. Ving communed with the spirits to receive a vision of a gardener in the cloister who is unhappy with the way things have been going in the Church of the Wood. And then the party split up to do a Storm and Norman style stakeout of the cloister in which Billy met a young ragamuffin named Biff and tracked down the gardener from ving's vision before entering the ferry and following from uh his spiritual fairy oh shit style so billy's still in the ferry you're still in the the fairy zones yeah yeah next we saw tacoma dome who climbed the wall of the cloister (laughs) without consulting anybody (laughs) was just like i'm i'm getting in there i was so embarrassed i had to climb something (laughs) you gotta you gotta use arm when arm present 
It's it's like when you're at a barbecue and a kid gets reprimanded by their parents and then climbs a tree and refuses to come down. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Uh, and at the top of this wall... It takes a Playboy up there and starts ripping pieces off and throwing it down at everyone and, at the and barbecue. Goes, ooh, I know what this is. And <laughs> throws it down at people. Tuck saw the bulk of the body of the uh, the heart tree for the first time in a clearer respect uh feeling the coins in his chest pull towards the tree learning for true that there is a demon lurking in the heart of the tree so sick uh then we went to ving who was communing with the tree itself via forgotten roots in the alleyways of the city learning that there is a feeling of hunger and need in the tree Mm -hmm. that was not present when he was a youth that the piece of obsidian that billy spotted in the heart of the tree is not a coin, but something else. That was a huge revelation for me. Uh, to be totally oh, honest. <laughs> yeah. And um, the final question in his discerned realities, who's really in control here, cut back to Tuck, found on the wall by Wendy, the ranger, Wendeliari. Yeah. Who revealed that she would rather side with the bitter wind and pushed Tuck over the edge into the, the armed guard area of the cloister before disappearing and Tuck fell through the air, <laughs> looking up. So loud, so many barrels. But from Tuck's perspective, looking up, falling towards the ground, looking up and seeing a burning tree. Before slamming into the ground, his vision going black. You spend a long time in this void. And Tuck, you're pretty sure it's Tuck. Yeah, it's Tuck. You're pretty sure. Tuck. It feels kind of familiar. The void? The name, right? Tuck. (laughs) I yell into the void. It feels a little more familiar. Tuck. You're sure you know him. And I yell again. And you are suddenly, your, your, your vision is filled with liquid. Your lungs are filled with liquid. And then your eyes shoot open and you are lying on the ground. Underneath the boughs of a great tree. Oh, shit! <laughs> and you hear clank, 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 clank as a bunch of men and women with weapons approach. And Tuck doesn't know where anyone is, so he's just like, Wendy Betrayers! <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Ro- you know what? Roll a Defy Danger str- uh, Constitution oh, to get scream. that out. Yeah, because he, he, it's the thing where he landed on his back, so all the wind got yeah. knocked out of him. Yeah. Okay, well, Defy Danger Constitution, I got 13. Okay. Wow. Okay. And so then- roll a d10. Two. You take two damage. <laughs> I have like three armor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you hit really hard and all the air is forced out of your lungs. But yep. as that air is forced out, you force with it the words, Wendy betrayed us. <laughs> oh, nice. Which echo through the air. I hear it. Ving hears it. Yeah. Billy does not. No. Because Billy is in the fairy. I'm in the fairy zone. Billy. Mm-hmm. You are following behind these two gardeners, and they're walking through the cloister. They, you pass through the gates of the temple itself. What does the inside of this temple look like? I imagine there are structures, but I think a lot of it is dedicated to the tree. Mm-hmm. I think the roots lift out a lot and create oh. big arches Ooh. that they've sort of like maneuvered like other plants around to like make shelters and stuff like that and mm. make like hallways and connected rooms. Oh, so the cloister itself is made out of the roots of the tree. Well, the roots of the tree are basically like the frame and then other plants they've like tended to to grow into this like chapel oh. around it. Oh, 
Oh, Sick. cool. Yeah, so it's like attached. Yeah, so like the the tree is basically like the central pillar of the ch- of the chapel that is dedicated to its existence. So cool. Fuck, that's so sick. So yeah, they go back into the hallways of the cloister. They're wandering these these boughs and these vines. This is the part that Billy can still kind of see is this like the life in the trees and the plants. Yeah, I can see like the like almost like the lattice work of life. Like yeah. light, you know, in little rivers. Cool. Mm-hmm. The two murky outlines of the people that you're following turn to each other. They nod. They go their separate ways. Uh, Are you planning to just continue to follow Elman until something presents itself? Or now that you're like in the cloister, you're kind of free to move about. I mean, I kind of want to stick to him because that's the familiar face. But Mm -hmm. I want to pay attention to to like any, I don't know, like any roots I can see. Yeah, totally. Not like tree roots, sorry, like roots inside. Okay, great. So yeah, you're following under these like archways of verdant plant life. He goes to what, uh, if Billy was not in the ferry, he would recognize as his room. And you, through the like the life, that like excitement and chaos of life, mm-hmm. you see that he is troubled. And he he opens a little like chest that he has. Mm-hmm. He pops it open and he pulls out like a potted sapling of some kind, like Whoa. a shoot. <gasps> And he pulls it out and puts it back down and looks around very furtively mm-hmm. and kind of hustles past you in the ferry, passing right through you unknowingly, of course, and closes the door and seals it and then comes back to his sapling and pulls it out and begins to water it very delicately and like prune off this little leaf and this little leaf. And it looks like in the, in the ferry, mm-hmm. it looks like a young, imperfect copy of the tree outside. Cutting. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, I can't really do anything. I can't touch it. Are there any runes on it? I think they naturally have runes on them, don't they? I think it's a property of the tree. They all have runes. So maybe this one has like... Because this is the first one, so it could be so old that they've all been gnarled and grown over too. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe. Okay, so I think... And then runes are on the new sapling. Yes, this tree is so old and has been like through so much that the runes are obscured. Mm-hmm. But this one, he's growing, and you can see small, delicate runes on the on the young bark. Can I read it? Yes. Let's roll something okay. to determine this. Um, spout lore, probably. So I got an eight. Okay. So interesting, but not useful. Mm-hmm. I think it is. I think this tree is so young that it's not talking about like the the, the runes in its bark aren't about like specific pieces of knowledge but it's about like the basis of the knowledge trees Mm -hmm. structure and i think because there's only a few runes on this tiny little tree like i should say the you know the trunk is it's basically a bonsai tree right now Mm -hmm. the runes that billy can see say something along the lines of nature's law unchanging Mm. nature's law you know what i so i see that but then i also see like past like further down is that like black spot oh in the like through the walls you can see like the 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 black spot in yeah. the tree mm-hmm. okay i want to try to get there okay so i will say that this is the hold okay well because we already know that like as billy tried to exit his body and enter the ferry he felt a resistance already yeah and the closer you get to the, the heart of the tree the actual trunk itself you feel that resistance again. Mm-hmm. The trunk, as we said, is the size of a large, it's like fucking a big mm-hmm. house, yeah. however far up, uh, wide that is. Like, mm-hmm. is it like the Home Alone house? Yeah. 
It's well, the size of the home alone house. How big would we say the diameter of that house is? 100 feet. Yeah, 100 feet. 100 okay. feet across. Yeah. So it's about 100 feet across. Okay. It is a big ass tree, but mm-hmm. it is gnarled and twisted. You can see there are like gaps in the bark, gaps in the trunk. And you're really forcing yourself forward because that, that inky, sludgy feeling is starting to assail your fairy form. Oh, it's creeping up your body. Yeah. Ew. And you're spending your hold. Uh-huh. So you really focus your fairy energy. I am Billy. I want out of this goo. <laughs> Just <laughs> the thing not that, play. <laughs> this is the thing Billy has said a lot. I want out of this goo. Cut to all the other times he said, I want out of this goo. Um, uh, To bath time. Get mm. me out of this goo. Get me out of this goo. Uh, it's any, just soapy water. Yeah, anytime, anytime he has soap. Anytime there's soap. Uh, the time he fell in a vat at a maple syrup festival. Yes. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. That was a real fuck up on our part as parents <laughs> yeah. taking him to a maple syrup festival. That one That one is him chanting, get me back in that goo as we're pulling him <laughs> out. <laughs> no! Let me back in the goo. Uh, so you spend your fairy hold, which I envision as you like, like really powering up your fairy body. I'm just flinging it off of me like. Get me out of this goo. Yeah. Do not play. And <laughs> I am Billy. And you drive yourself towards the inky corruption at the heart of the tree. And you see just for like a second before you get pulled back into your physical body. Another body curled. Wounded. In pain, like seemingly catatonic. And then you're back in your body and you suddenly wake next to Biff Oh, you were out, you went out that long. That's a quick nap. Oh, I uh, you know I'm just all about power naps and efficiency. <laughs> I still get the I still get the coins though, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thanks for looking after me. Hey, happy to. Do you need that sign? I don't think so. Okay, great. And he starts trying to spin both of them on his fingers. <laughs> so I'll cool. see you later, Biff. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. Dang. Dang it. <laughs> and, and Billy goes running off trying to look for for Ving and Tuck. Yeah, Ving. I heard the call and yeah. chimed into the ring. Oh, yeah. I heard Tuck yell, so I want to somehow get in range because yeah. How could how? What is our limits and what is our parameters on these rings? So the limit that is a limit we hit last episode was yeah. Billy tried to contact you on the rings yeah. and it didn't work. Yeah, I mean, I I like the way that we have figured like it it allows you all to communicate with animals. Mm-hmm. It allows you to like share visions and dreams when that comes up, but yeah. it's not like they're not like two way radio. We can't talk to each other yeah. through our heads. I just I heard you yell and I'm running over to it and running along the top of the wall yeah light as a feather sounds like light as a feather stiff as a board so you gotta roll that eight eight so on a seven to nine i believe you leave something behind something goes wrong something goes wrong gm tells you what um i think it is just like billy starts running along the wall like outside oh trying to go back to like oh we're tucking ving i have to find them Uh and you see ving like like running along the rooftops of the buildings oh, and leaping shit. onto the wall into the cloister. Okay, better go after him then. <laughs> so now Billy is on the outside of the wall. Okay. Yeah, uh, Tuck, you are on your back. Are you just like unable to get up? Uh, no, I can get up. I only took two points of damage. Oh, right. Yeah. Which means zero points of damage. Which means zero points of damage. But uh, do you, I hear I heard clanks. Yeah, there's like guards running towards your location. Oh, All right. Shoot. I go into fight mode. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see a, a cadre of guards approaching you. Let's say four. What's around me? Um, so you're kind of in between the two walls. One new, one very, very old. Mm-hmm. And there's just like 
usual military guard post at like barrels, crates. Yeah, it's just like sundry crap. So the wall is to the side. Any gate that you would have into the inner temple is too far away. Mm-hmm. And the gate into the inner wall is like quite a distance from you as well. Okay, sounds good. So the guards are coming at me? Yeah. All right, I pick up two barrels, one in each hand, uh-huh. and I whip both of them at the group of guards that are coming at me, and then I sprint at them immediately. Okay. Okay. This will do it. This is a volley, because you're throwing barrels at people. Yeah. Yeah, I let's guess. call it a barrel, uh, volley. So it's 2d6 plus dexterity. Okay. Five. So you are like, all right, here we go. My patented barrel throw move. <laughs> oh, like, and, King, like uh, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yeah. And you try and throw both barrels at the same time, Uh and you just smash two barrels right in front of you. (laughs) Okay, then I do a war cry to freak them out. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Eight. My enemies feel fear and act accordingly. Okay, so you smash these two barrels in front of you and just like scream at them. Yeah, and I scream in anger because the barrel thing was so cool in my head. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but it just looked like shit. Yeah, yeah. I just scream the word fuck. (laughs) And as we have determined, uh, screaming fuck at a bunch of elves actually really freaks them out. (laughs) So the four guards don't swear. Yeah, no, they are. uh, They do not flee. Mm-hmm. but they like stop and they start to spread out yeah and they're freaked out you can see their hands are like shaking holding their spears sick so the the failure from your previous move mm-hmm. is um you realize as you're screaming at them and they're backing up they seem extra scared you're used to people being afraid of you mm-hmm. but it's you realize it's because you're now glowing the barrels that you what? smashed were full of lamplighter oil oh <gasps> And you are now covered in this brilliant bioluminescent oh my God. So oh my sick. substance. So sick. Oh, uh, no. Not sick if you're trying to not be noticed, but if you're trying to be scary, pretty <laughs> sick. But Tuck realizes how fucking badass he looks and yeah. he strikes a pose with TLC. <laughs> Your muscles are like oiled up with glowing yeah. liquid. Oh my God. I look like a bodybuilder. Yeah. So it looks extra fucked up, <laughs> I guess is what that yeah. means. Yeah. Right, you were still wearing your steed bonnet outfit has that been destroyed in any way uh yeah i think when i hit the ground because it was too tight it shredded immediately <laughs> yeah so it's basically shredded on the back but you do that cool fighter thing where you just grab the front and rip the rest of it off yeah sick which means just your <laughs> arms are covered in oil yeah thing you like land skidding to a halt there he is yeah <laughs> you see him right away <laughs> screaming at a group of people and billy you hear the word fuck <laughs> Oh. And you're like, Tuck is in there. So I try to climb faster, which is pretty slow still. <laughs> okay. We'll just come back to Billy. We, I'm not going to make you roll for climbing. No, you're good I want to roll for climbing okay. fast. Okay. Oh, 2d6 plus dexterity. Sweet. Shit. Fuck yeah, 12. Fuck oh yeah. my God. I What I did was I unraveled some of my ladder outfit oh. and yeah. it caught on to like a branch. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. So you're all kind of arriving at the same time. Like Tuck is screaming covered in glowing oil. Ving hits the top of the wall, alighting like a professional mm-hmm. as Billy tumbles over the top, mm-hmm. pulling up his yarn scarf behind him. And you <laughs> see tumbling. Down. Yeah. I didn't get the yarn scarf unraveled in time. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> we have to run away without it. It's too bad. I rip off what I can. Okay. Yeah, totally. Uh, so you leave a good length of your massive yarn scarf behind and you look over and you see, I don't know, 100 feet down the wall. Oh, there's Ving. 
oh, there's Tuck. Yay! Hooray! Yay! Yay! We're all together again. And then you really? see Tuck like throw someone into a pile of boxes. And you're like, oh, we're fighting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Ving, you I'm see Tuck. I'm going to fight with honor. Okay. As he um, jumps up, he sees him glowing and um, does some flips in the air and roll, I'll roll fight with honor. All right. Eight. Eight. Okay, so you get two chi points. And so, Tuck, you're screaming, doing... This is like as barbarian as Tuck gets. Yep. It's just mm-hmm. a group of adversaries afraid to approach you, and you're just bellowing at yep. them. As he's bellowing... That's really scary to think about, actually. <laughs> just a seven-foot-tall man screaming at you with an axe in his hands. Yeah, I wanted to... Ving wanted to, like, do flips over behind Tuck, land right behind him, <laughs> and slap down on his traps as hard as he can, splashing so cool. glowing oh, oil oh, all in their faces. Yeah, Sick. that's Just pretty like, cool. Yeah. Yeah, great. Eight again. Okay. You are now also covered in lamplighter oil, <laughs> but you do manage to scoot, like slap a bunch off with like maybe a little puff of wind from your elementalist abilities. And uh, they are kind of like like squinting a little bit because it's kind of glowing too bright in their faces. Mm-hmm. And as Ving arrives, Tuck, you see pattering along the top of the wall towards you, Billy. <laughs> I'm coming. So how does Billy enter this conflict? Uh, he jumps in, jumps oh. off the roof. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and I, I've got my like scarf outfit unraveled, like almost like a net. And I'm mm. ju- going to jump on the guards, try to, tangled them up oh, oh sick. Yeah. yeah yeah we'll right. call this defy danger dexterity as well okay eight eight okay so here's the thing uh-huh you can wrap all four of them up but you are also wrapped up with them or you can get two and still be able to move i'll get two so you land on two of them and they get all wound up and you release and i guess join tuck and ving on their side mm-hmm. i'm just in my bloomers <laughs> just in his bloomies Ving goes to high five billy and then accidentally covers him in lamp oh jeez. yeah all three of you are covered in lamplighter no, I, it's okay because then i just put on my face yeah my, my tummy yeah okay so that's where we're that is the current state two elves trying to extricate themselves from a, a wool blanket that was suddenly wrapped around their heads and two more preparing to charge Tuck, what do you do? How many are there total? There are four, but you would assume that more are coming. Okay. Tuck just wants to like step forward and kick one of them in the chest so hard. Yeah, hack and slash. Yep. Ten. Ten. Oof. Deal your damage. Here we go. Eight. <laughs> so you kick one of them right in the chest and they fly backwards through the air into a crate and yep. they clang are knocked out. Sick. Um, but you have a come quite close to the other one that is not wrapped up. Good. Who begins to make a strike towards you. I take it because I want him to get close. Okay, so yep. that is unbowed, unbent, unbroken. Oh, right. Uh, when you prepare yourself to endure some hardship without fighting back, roll plus constitution. On a hit, you can either take half the damage or you can completely ignore one other ill effect. Yeah. Okay. Eight. Eight. Okay, yeah. So roll a d8 if you want to take damage. Okay. Six. So you can either take six damage or you can half it. 
I'll take six damage because I already have three armor. Okay, so what is the other ill effect that you would like to ignore? What what weapons do they have? They all have spears. Okay, he cut, he jabs me with the spear and it goes through my side to the other Whoa. Yeah, to the other side. And I'm like, good hit. And then I <laughs> grab him by his shirt and then slam him into the door where other people would come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The door so, that leads like yeah, into the the mil- like the guard structure of the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So that his body Body becomes a doorstop basically yeah immediately as his body hits the door you can hear like people slamming on the other side trying to open it the doors rattling in its hinges and he's like stop it oh stop <laughs> oh, he just hit me <laughs> ving what do you do there is one guard with the spear that is not wrapped up in billy's scarf yeah i can cross the distance between myself and a foe you absolutely can and then deal my damage within reach perfect yeah so you duck under his spear and you get in close how do you take him out i get like i do a little splits down and it leaves us like this neon streak mm-hmm. and then um johnny cage style punching the nuts <laughs> great so no you just deal your damage three three uh so not quite enough to take him out but enough that you hit him in the nuts and he stumbles backwards <laughs> ripping his nuts <laughs> i can't ripping his nuts gripping oh my god <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. No, he, i totally ripped my nuts <laughs> bro my nose my nuts are ripped um but he stumbles backwards going, oh, my nuts. Uh, as the other two guards wrapped up in the wool scarf start cutting themselves free. Billy, what do you do? I'm going to steal the knife. Their knives. <laughs> You're just going to steal their blades so they can't cut themselves free. Yeah. Uh, let's say defy danger dexterity. So good. 13. Yeah, you get their knives because th- their arms are kind of like caught up as well and they can't really use their spears effectively. How does Billy get their knives away? They don't even see it happen. Mm. They're going to take a swipe and then it's gone. Oh, I'm so fast. <laughs> and, and then while they're like laying, they're like, where'd my knife go? <laughs> Billy went and tied their ankles and their hands together. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like another move, perhaps. Defy danger dexterity. Uh, nine. Nine. Shit, yeah. Hell yeah. I don't do a very good knot. Okay. okay. Uh, Ving swips over and does a little dance in front of them and distracts them while he can get the thing. <laughs> hey, he's doing like, and they're like, stop paying yourself. Yeah, two d six plus bond. Uh, eleven. Eleven. So that makes it a ten, which yes. means Billy does tie up these remaining two guards. Sick. Yeah. They are not tied up forever. This isn't Hitman. You can't just throw someone in a garbage can and have them never wake up in their lives. Well, then I'll p- push them into a hiding spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, she is doing the Actually, hitman. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll shove them against the door, too. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, we put them in the pile. <laughs> yeah, great. So um, Nuts Guy, he's still here. And he's like going hero mode in his head. He like picks himself up with this spear and he spits on the ground and he goes, you think you can hit my nuts and I won't fight back? Tuck headbutts him in the face. <laughs> Kate, hack and slash. Seven. Okay, roll your damage. Two. Yeah, that was what you needed. <laughs> that was all he had left. <laughs> that was all he had left in him. He's just spitting blood already. Yeah. Uh. So, but you, it was a seven to nine. Uh-huh. So you roll your damage. Okay. Or you roll his damage, which was a D eight, I think it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two. Yeah. So you headbutt him. Uh, and he clangs to the ground, but you do hurt your nose on his helmet. <laughs> I have three armors. <laughs> so he's going, ow. But uh, his heroic moment has been cut short. The door is starting to like, they're stop. They're not rattling it anymore. They're like 
heaving against it. So you can see the bodies are starting to move. So I want to go take the spear and put it through the oh. door, like all the spears together. Excellent. 2d6 plus strength. Okay. Six. Oh, um, I'll help you. Oh, pass, shit. Pass I, me that. I put one in and they like break it. Pass me the other spears. Yeah, and pass it to you. 2d6 as plus bone. I can. A six. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> It's not, I'm never fast enough. I'll aid Billy. This I'll help perfect. Billy. <laughs> this is perfect. I see Billy struggling with I'm a, sorry a huge ever, spear. I'm sorry I could ever do it myself. No, Billy. This is really big for you. Can you hand me the spear already? <laughs> I got 10. All right. So that <laughs> makes that right. a seven and that makes that a seven. Nice. Uh, so this is, again, it's not going to hold him forever, but it's going to hold him for now. Okay. Uh, Tuck throws him, just holds the door shut yeah <laughs> ving puts the spears in i'm imagining billy has like little knives or caltrops that he's like stabbing into the bottoms of the door yeah i'm stabbing it so that it's like angled so it's like stuck into like the frame uh -huh. yeah exactly nice uh great so the door is sealed for the moment you do have a second to think discern realities about the area yeah right because like, where are we i have no idea about the layout of this 2d6 plus wisdom uh nine. Oh, can i aid by describing what i saw when yeah. i was in the oh field. yeah absolutely nine perfect sick you get three questions and tuck also gives you guys a heads up he's like wendy fucking betrayed us she found me on the top of the wall and she pushed me off Are you it, kidding me she called the guards wendy your girlfriend sucks dude She's not my girlfriend <laughs> we we told her all our secrets we're just friends with benefits <laughs> That's how you guys find out that they've been fucking. <laughs> that you guys have been fucking this whole time. You guys have been fucking this whole case. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Two missed high fives. Hey, it's a real no. whiff of a high five. You're both <laughs> whiffed. Our you eye. both leave each other hanging somehow. Yes, that's awful. Thinking <laughs> <laughs> about Wendy. Yeah. Oh God, dude, <laughs> you pick. Terrible women. <laughs> that's he not picks my fault. <laughs> you feel the the spirit of everyone that's ever known the two of you going. He picks terrible women. <laughs> the calendar flips to January where they're all on there. He does. <laughs> uh, what should we be on the lookout for? I mean, I think the easy answer is a way into like the garden without going anywhere near anyone else that works here. Yeah. What here is not what it appears to be, I guess. Mm -hmm. is it? Mm -hmm. What here is not what it appears to be. <laughs> the wall is not. May, oh, maybe it's even like classic D&D. &D. Like Ving, like your perceptions. Like you're looking at the wall. You're like, this is an ancient wall. This wall has been here since elves have been here. And you're like, oh, a secret door. Oh. You know, like yeah. one of those, like an do old do ancient do do. door. Yeah. Through the wall to, into the garden. But you see like the way. Okay. So I, until jessica mentioned it as like the roots of the tree being used as like the infrastructure points mm -hmm. for the thing i was imagining a stone wall but is the wall wood like is it a grown wooden wall around the garden oh that would be cool be if pretty cool it was actually part of the roots that they coaxed up and out to yeah. like shield it to protect it oh maybe this was like the first shelter the first of the wall. elves oh, like yeah. this was where the elves hmm. originated it's like the incubation for the civilization mm -hmm. exactly yeah. yeah um and you find a little gap that has 
not a mechanism, but you see sort of in the way it grows, you're like, this is meant for something. This isn't just an idle part of this plant. Mm-hmm. And you approach. And it's, it's, it's like younger, lighter colored. So it, yeah. it's, it's like growing and regrowing. Mm-hmm. And um, you're able to move aside a section of the wood. It just kind of like bends, but moves. And there's a gap through the wall on the other side. Plant life. Quiet. Silence. We, uh, Tuck wedges it open and he holds it open for everyone to go in. Yeah. And you all sneak through. And you are within. The, the door closes behind you. Tuck, it's a little bit of a tight squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. I like thinking it kind of moves on its own, like seals back up. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah like the roots regrows. move back in place. Yeah. Cool. Do you still have one more question? I sure do. Oh, you do. Nice. You do. So now you're inside the garden. What's about to happen? What is about to happen? I think what you hear, you do hear like a voice. Inside? Inside the garden that just says, what are you doing here? (gasps) We have come to help the blight. What does he look like? Or they? Or she? It is he and it is Elman. (gasps) In his green robes, quite young for an elf, younger than Ving probably. Uh, Pretty elfy looking. Mm -hmm. Long, straight, blonde hair. Mm -hmm. Green robes. Pale. Sharp ears. Elman? What? How did you know that? I... I followed you and the old lady when you came back in. Sorry, I, I just needed to know how to get in here because we have some stuff to do. You, you, sh- you shouldn't be here. No one can be here. That's okay. We're not like everyone else. And Elman like squints. Swipes off the <gasps> neon. The spirit walker. That would mean Tacoma Dome. The tear bringer. And Fat Billy. Yes. The fat one. <laughs> That's me. I've heard of your exploits. You've come here to help the tree. Yeah. Yeah. We are in service of the tree. It's really fucked up, dude. I, 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 I've guessed. I've only guessed. I've, and he's like, you see that he's been holding something, like kind of hiding, like turning away from you a little bit, and he starts to turn back to. He turns back towards you, and he pulls his hand down. Is it the tree? It's the tree. (gasps) It's the sapling. Did you take a cutting? I did, from the healthiest part of the tree. I've been worried that something's been wrong, and I thought that this was the only way to save the knowledge within. It's to start again. There is something wrong in the tree, and I saw it. There's someone in there. What did you see? It was a dark figure. Yeah, I could tell that there was like a demon in there, like an icon. Ving tells him about the hunger that he felt for the tree. It's insatiable. That explains so much, says Elman, gripping his, gripping his little sapling tight. The, the forest has been wanting, been, it's been twisted, been sickened. I didn't know what from, but it must be the tree. The tree is at the heart of the forest, and everything lived in harmony, but if the tree needs or wants more, it would take from everywhere else. Oh, the hunger is pulling from everywhere else. It's killing the whole forest because the tree was providing for the whole forest, but now because drawing from the whole forest, it's pulling everything from the whole forest. We got to figure out what the fuck's inside of that thing. We got (laughs) swearing so much. (laughs) He's he's had a hard day. (laughs) We need to also lay low, and we need to get away from the guards. Yes, absolutely. The 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 cloister, the temple. The city is in absolute panic. 
what's been going on out there? Well, there was there was some sort of uh, kerfuffle, I suppose, at the at the DoubleTree Inn that has put the guards on alert. Um, there oh, was uh, <laughs> there was some sort of fight in the fortress. They're not sure if it's connected, but someone in the DoubleTree, some sort of uh, some sort of waiter, is thought to have I don't know attacked or kidnapped a, a wealthy family that they were waiting on. Whoa, Whoa that seems like not what we would have done. <laughs> I, I can't promise that if you were to attempt to heal the tree now that you would be able to do so unassailed. How much can you keep secret from the guards of the garden? I have kept, and he hugs his plant tightly, mm. I've kept much secret. Okay, you need to keep us as secret as your sapling. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can do this. What do you need? Uh, shower. <laughs> Robes? Something to wipe this stuff off? Oh, yeah. You guys are thinking we like stay inside mm-hmm. and then try wait, and wait for things to cool down a little bit yeah. and then sneak back into the garden yeah. yeah, and like investigate the tree. We're nuns on the run. Nuns <laughs> on the run. Yeah. Exactly. I think he, he says, I, I have, and he looks a little bashful. He's like, I have secret ways in and out of my quarters. So I, I can, I could, I could get you inside, hide you, find you disguises and, and keep you, keep you secret. Is there anyone you trust? The um the 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 first gardener, Malgath. She is she's kind, she's wise. She holds to the old ways. She can be trusted. Okay. Does I'm, Billy not believe him? I don't fully believe him. Mm. I well it's not that I don't believe him. I just don't know if I trust anyone else. I can I can keep it to myself. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Come with me. And he like takes you through a bunch of like Oh my God, beautiful plants, rare plants, vital plants. But of course, (gasps) (laughs) what's this? Actually, what is one plant that Ving sees that he runs by that he's like, what the fuck? No way. Uh, It's a um, autumn paper lily. Amazing. Yeah. And they've been extinct for generations. Whoa. And they have a very, very potent toxin. That the uh, elves used to tip their war arrows with. Whoa, cool. that's very cool. Okay, so good to remember. Autumn paper lily, very potent poison, available in this garden. Yeah. Okay, great. Elman rushes you through the garden. <laughs> As we're walking through, Tex like, "What's this one?" And it's just like an apple tree. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Bet you this is some kind of like rare fruit. <laughs> Not having grown up with apples. He's like, what? Never seen this fucking thing before. <laughs> and he takes you through the cloister into the into the temple itself. You flit through service hallways and servant entrances into his little quarters, which is quite cramped with the four of you in here. And he hides you in here and he goes, oh, I'll, I'll be right back. And he runs off and comes back with an armful of linens. I had to concoct quite the tale for why I needed so many extra robes. What did you tell them? I told them that I had spilled on my other ones. Whoa, crazy. That's a crazy lie, dude. I, I, am, I am not one for spinning falsehoods, but I, I feel I was quite effective. And he hands out the robes. <laughs> Thank you. such a fucking I love planner. I really like him. Uh, and yeah, you all get little robes, and they... Fit. Little robes? How Uh-oh. do they f- Do you have other short gardeners here? Oh, no. The uh, the robes themselves. And it's like, it's basically as you're putting them on, you're like, oh, shit, this fits perfectly. And he's like, it's the robes. They're made of, of, of vestment vines. Oh. They grow to the wearer. What? Cool. It's, it's quite yeah. ingenious. 
so comfortable, so soft. They've never worn one of these. They fit perfectly. They regulate temperature using sort of a symbiotic property. Uh, and they're grown right here in I the garden. I you can even pee into them and they clean your pee into drinking water, Ving says. Tuck immediately pisses. <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it is to piss your pants deliberately? Tuck is an expert. Wow. It's actually so easy. Ving looks at him just, that's desert power. Tuck doesn't tell you that he's doing it, but he's like staring into the middle <laughs> distance and then he just shakes for a second. <laughs> he does one of those like shoulder shivers and he's like, I don't believe it. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm eye level, so I see the like dark. And <laughs> yeah. And it's awkward, kind of, because after a few moments, the the, the leaves begin to do. Yeah. Uh, like they're covered yeah. in like a clear, like crystal clear dew. Oh, okay. goes up and <laughs> sucks one of the balls back. It's just water. It's it's quite astonishing, isn't it? Amazing. <laughs> it, it makes it makes uh, those nighttime drinks quite easy to achieve. You don't have to get out of bed quite so often, um, but we must, we must be quiet now. Oh yeah, we have to. Should whisper. Yes, I. I must say, I'm. I'm quite thrilled to meet the three of you. I've been hearing of your stories, as you might understand. Uh, travelers in and out of the forest have not been very common lately, but I have been most attentive to news of the outside world, and your exploits are quite thrilling. What are people saying about us? Because we don't really get that much insight into that uh, oh stories of um you traveling in the companionship of a dragon uh stories of you uh facing down an army in a desert village uh, headed up by some sort of dark warrior mm. um traveling across the sea of graves to and fro it's quite amazing i guess when you put it that way it sounds like pretty cool yeah i guess we have done some pretty cool things <laughs> <sighs> There is an upper limit on how much urine the plants can absorb before they need recuperation. So you know, I would like an overwatered tomato is starting yeah. to split down the middle. Yes, I would pace yourself. <laughs> how do you still have water in your body? It was a very short period of time between the two times you pissed. Yeah. All he's had for four days is chicken. I don't know where he's getting all this liquid from. It's <laughs> <laughs> Jessica laughing in the mic <laughs> <laughs> Just hearing <sighs> <laughs> So I, I believe that um, The best way Is for me to um, See How things are progressing in the temple mm -hmm. but is there anyone nearby that might wish to do you harm yes 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 the ranger corps who the ranger corps the De ranger corps specifically Nathaniel's rangers we were <gasps> betrayed by oh. wendy specifically yeah so we don't know that all the rangers yeah but we can't trust them now yeah mm -hmm. and she said that there was somebody on the inside they were working <gasps> on it <gasps> right no. do you have any inkling as to whom she might have spoke no we we took in a we took in a newer grouping of initiates just last week but do any of them look like this and Vane takes a stick and draws in the sand um, a picture of nesh the young man <gasps> but this is aylmar Aylmar. Aylmar is lying to you. His real name is Nesh, and he loves doing moves. 
Tuck's not good at being famous, I think. <laughs> it's really getting to his head. Yeah. He's trying to sound important. <laughs> oh, by the leaf and bow. Infiltrators in our temple. Mm-hmm. There's more than that infiltrating your temple. There's a big old fat piece of shit inside that tree. <laughs> We're here to suck it out. Yeah. <laughs> A bad, bad Gibbous man came into this temple one time. And took a shit in your big, he shiny tree. Put a big old hard obsidian shit inside of that tree. That shit's grown into a man and we're here to kill him. Yeah. We're here to take that little piece of shit out of that tree. <laughs> Flush him from your city for good. Uh-huh. <sighs> wow. <laughs> and now you just pissed on the ground. <laughs> The third really steps back. Yeah. Because I was in the pee zone. It, it does get soaked up by the sand that Ving dumped on the floor of Elman's room to draw in. Tuck, why are you doing all the things that you say I can't do? Pee <laughs> as I say. Not as I pee. Um, very well. Then what will you do? These disguises, I should say, are quite fetching. And you should be able to move about the cloister unobstructed if you so choose i mean i can hardly recognize you uh, i don't That's, know if i believe I his judgment know. i don't know if anyone's quite as short as me i feel like my stature gives it away i feel like same with me yes <laughs> i've been thinking about this mm -hmm. says sean the game master uh -huh. okay i think that especially considering the reality of billy's play versus reality and his now especially with luck of the fair folk the fact that him just knowing you two sort of bends luck in your favor from time to time. Mm. I think that your disguise, because we've talked about how your disguises should not work. Mm -hmm. I think oh. that they kind of do. I remember when we were, <laughs> when I think it was Tuck and Billy were dressed as like the horse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. Billy can also cast illusions. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what I'll do. Oh, shit. You don't have any fairy child left, right? Well, if we wait till morning, it's night right now. Right. Mm -hmm. So if yeah. we do wait until morning, you can use your fairy illusion magic to yeah. disguise us. Yeah. And at least mm -hmm. tonight, Tuck probably won't wet the bed. Yeah, that's good this time. <laughs> I don't wet the bed. It's obvious that it's you now. I wet the bed all the time, but my vestment vine filters it for me. <laughs> that's awesome. It's quite amazing. It's a really weird quirk of your order that you're none of you are potty trained. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he says drinking a droplet off his shoulder. <laughs> I think it's like, it's almost like a still suit from Dune where there's like a stem uh -huh. that comes out of the sleeve oh, that if yeah. you know how to use it, he can just sip off like I the stem. It. His own piss. Amazing. God. Yeah. These piss monks are at the center of elven civilization. That's the world we just created. <laughs> I also like that it's just kind of cool that they always have water on them and in them. Like they're a constant supply yes. of food for the plants. Nature is about harmony. Yeah. I live in harmony with my vestment vine. They provide for me. I provide for them. Ah. Ah. <laughs> mm. That is one of the first things that you learn as a young gardener is techniques for peeing freely. <laughs> I pee freely. <laughs> oh my god. This is, this is the best sleepover I've ever been to. <laughs> Everybody gets to pee. Everyone's just pissing their pants constantly. Yes, this is I so much fun. I believe that the, that the next best course of action would be to get a little shut-eye, as they say in the outside world, I believe. So, I will... And he stands up to his full 
five, six. Ooh, really little guy. I will take the first watch. Of what? Uh, just in case anyone comes in, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. And he walks to the door and he locks it. Ah, there we go. <laughs> That's it? No one will come in? I mean, I hope not. Knock, 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 knock. Um, just a moment. I'm peeing. <laughs> Hide. Oh, oh, shit. oh, shit. Why do uh, you have more furniture? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, um, um, um. Can we all fit under the bed? You could try for sure. All right. All right. <laughs> so Tuck lifts the bed up. Tuck lifts the bed up and you guys get under yeah. it. Uh-huh. And I kind of pull the covers a little more on the side that is facing the door so that they can't see. And Tuck goes and stands behind the door with his axe out. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah if this goes bad, I'm just going to kill who's ever on the yeah, other side exactly. of the door. Yeah, exactly. So he's just, he's he like silently stands on the other side of the door. Oh, that's so spooky to think about. A, yeah. a seven foot tall man standing behind the door with an axe. Yeah. And click, Kirk. Hello, Hellman. I'm sure you heard that there was quite a commotion outside. Yes. Yes, uh, First Gardener. It was quite quite thrilling, I'm sure, but everything is good here. Everything's fine in here. And Vang and I are under the bed like, fuck, he's so bad playing it cool. <laughs> oh God, he's going to get us fucking killed. <laughs> Can Vang take some of his um, piss dew and flick it on the feet of the first gardener? Yes. Oh, I have the tiger. Oh, smart. Oh. Okay. Say 2d6 plus dexterity to get her with it. Oh, no. Plus dexterity is two. I got eight. Whoa. Holy shit. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> Paul just did a jizz motion. He did kind of like, what's that called? The Spider-Man? No, it's rolling <laughs> yeah. dice, playing craps. <laughs> uh, got 10. So what's the seven Good. to nine here? So you whip out a little bit of your piss dew. The drops. <laughs> soar through the air and patter onto like the slow motion like who yeah can say? <laughs> oh no what's that elf song from lord of the rings oh, uh, can it be the evening and we see echo we see oh sorry <laughs> we see reflected in the droplet distended in the water billy and ving underneath the bed wide-eyed we see behind the door tuck towering over we see elmans shaking knees as the drop passes by before they patter onto uh, just a little bit of exposed ankle between the vestment vine and the uh, vegan leather shoes of the first gardener. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much arrogance in your tone. That's amazing. And they and boop, and you feel that connection take hold. Nice. Yes. And the door closes. And Elman drops to his knees and starts panting. <laughs> Pukes. <laughs> Just a little bit. I don't know. I don't know how you all do this. This life of deceit and falsehood. Wow, dude, you've had it pretty easy, hey? <laughs> well, I mean, I've had, I've had quite a, an academic and spiritual upbringing, and I have spent many, many years in, in deep contemplation of my role in the wild places of the world. Well, here's the thing is you might be the only person in this entire forest who is capable of saving that tree. And Tuck points out the window at the heart tree. 
And Elman throws up a little bit more. Uh, so we'll jump forward to the morning. You all sleep just, I guess, in, under, on the bed. Elman lets one of you take the bed. I, I'm under the bed because honestly, it's like pretty nice in here, like a little cave. Uh-huh. Pretty good. Tuck took the bed. <laughs> El- Elman's curled up in a corner. Oh, I, I imagine him in the bed too. Like, it's kind of a bigger bed. Yeah. Oh, Elman is also in the bed. Yeah. yeah. Just spooned by Tuck. Yeah. But he's in the corner yeah. of the bed and the wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he wakes up. You hear a an emerald forest rooster caw waking, and it sounds like <laughs> sounds like a screaming child over there. <laughs> and Elman wakes. Oh, his eyes flutter open with the call of the Emerald Forest Rooster. And he takes a long, deep sip from his vestment. <sighs> ah, good morning. Oh, I forgot. Our deceits. Our quest. Oh, I had the most wonderful dream. None of this happened. <laughs> but I'm ready. What do you need from me this morning? Fairchild. Oh, yeah. Uh, Billy crawls out under the bed like a, a cat or something. <laughs> <don't Yeah>. <laughs> uh, like a sleepy spider. Uh-huh. And he lays in the sunbeam and he's like, I just need a second. And I roll 2d6. Yeah, plus charisma. Eight. Eight, which I believe means uh, three. Yeah, so I get three holds for today. Not too bad. Not bad at all. Not too bad. So Ving, uh, as Billy's lying in the sun, he slowly comes out of his and he's been doing a commune of whispers all night excellent in the place um with all the different plants the exotic plants mm-hmm. he doesn't get to know and his maybe his mom knew some of them mm-hmm. so he's communing oh. with her ancient knowledge of all the other trees mm. and the sapling cool to figure out what's different about the tree to try and make this dark figure inside of it stand out yeah have you ever communed with the spirit of your mom I don't think so. That's why I brought oh. it up like half ass. Because that's the thing is like, Liana knew what was happening here. Mm-hmm. She knew and she called it out and they push her out for it and commanded Nathaniel to kill her. I think that's a good, yeah. I'm going to commune with the whispers of the echoes of my mother in this place and anywhere that she touched, if there's maybe a, a way that I can, that she left a message. Yeah. Okay. So it's pretty hardcore. I don't think we've ever used communion of whispers this way to like contact a dead person. Yeah, because we've because we haven't really talked about like people spirits being the same as like spirit spirits. You know well, what I she's mean? She's a druid, so maybe yeah. something that she imbued. Yeah, right, or something that oh. she did while she was here. That was very spirited. Well, it's like when a tree grows, you got the rings, right? Yeah, oh. and, what, and, so and the rings record history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What so at certain at a certain part of going into the middle of the tree towards that black yeah. ri- uh, withered per- being, mm-hmm. I would reach her. a ring in there. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Roll plus wisdom. Uh, nine. Nine. So still unclear, mm-hmm. meaning murky. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. So I think it is that you reach out into the tree, into the building, into the temple, into the land. And in communicating with the tree in this way, yeah, you're sort of reaching backwards through time, going like ring by ring into the tree, searching for something that reminds you of the woman that raised you. And you are suddenly given a vision of a time long since past. Ileana, 
in the green vestments of a gardener but different yeah she's sipping from the stem (laughs) (laughs) i didn't need to see that (laughs) but they are altered in some way i think to denote that she is not of this place originally like she is not strictly an elven gardener she's not wearing the green she's wearing like an autumn colored one i like that that it's like yeah like the russet browns Mm -hmm. and she is speaking to a handsome young elf short straight hair dark 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 black uh, no facial hair striking features and he is wearing the green gherkin of a ranger and it takes you almost too long to be like oh my god that's my dad whoa um but as like a younger man Hmm. and it looks a lot like bing yes you see yourself a lot in him and it really drives home the, the the idea that no matter how you were born into this world your father is your father mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's like he still shaped you in a lot of ways just as much as iliana did um and she seems and we see her with elven ears maybe here oh yeah, oh yeah. i like that like in this place she's made herself mm. like an elf mm-hmm. and she doesn't have the like polar bear for a mantle that she had unless that is over top of her um her gardener like robe it over top. that she has like yeah a mantle of fur. yeah well, it definitely looks like a flight like a pilot's jacket yeah oh, it does yeah <laughs> nice. it looks fucking sick it looks so fucking sick your mom looks so sick and hot <laughs> so she said she was sick and then you said something else <laughs> there was a thing that you said after that, said that after that something? that i didn't like they won't listen to me they won't listen to me Nathaniel. No matter what I do, they are blind to what is happening in these woods. And uh, Nathaniel was sitting on like a bench and he stands and he comes over to her Aragorn style, puts his hands on her shoulders from the back. And <laughs> Whoa, just... think about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says, you can make them see Ilyana. They're just, they're stuck in their ways. You can turn them. But there's no time, Nathaniel. If they don't see the error of their way soon, they are opening themselves up to forces they do not understand. Then we will make them understand. And he turns her around, so he's facing her, under the blooming light of the tree. Almost like fireflies falling. Like yeah. Snow around and the fa- the, yeah, the lamplighters begin to flit to the ground, creating this like glowing rain. But in your vision, as they fall, their light dims Mm -hmm. and becomes like a creeping shadow as the light fades from the tree itself and from your parents and then all is darkness and you hear Tuck is taking a huge drink. <laughs> his like the whole suit is huge on him, and when he's moving around with it, it like it's sloshing. You can hear it's it sloshing. It's like a sumo suit at a party, at a staff That's party. So awful. Uh, so the Ouroboros has awakened. <laughs> That's just For his eye, the Ouroboros. I drink my own piss and the piss becomes me again. <laughs> the snake that drinks his own tail forever and ever. Just the worst. Hmm. Mm-hmm. My mother saw something that she knew it was coming. Do you tell us what you saw? Yeah. I mean, I think we sometimes have a practice when important things happen. Yeah. 
It sounds like the elven people chose something. They opted into something. Yeah. Like they made a deal or something. Mm -hmm. Do you think they made a deal with the gibbous man? Yeah, probably. That sounds about right. Like he came and offered them something. Or someone. Oh, shit. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, like what if they sacrificed like a druid or a gardener, an elf or something oh. as like overseer or like protector of the tree and uh-huh. like buried them in the tree or something. Oh. I don't Placed know. them in there. Placed them in there. That's so Weird. dark. But like had them take like the, the obsidian coin. Uh-huh. The thing that Nathaniel told us was that like the nobility wanted more control. Like, I guess we have established it that they're like elven society has like two voices that dictate there's the voice of the trees the vox silvi and the voice of the people and i think the voice of the people didn't like how powerful the voice of the trees was mm-hmm. and the influence that it had yeah like they the were nobility. trying to silence mm-hmm. the trees yeah so maybe it was a deal along those lines mm-hmm. i mean we know that the uh the rangers were really active during the wizard war mm-hmm. and th- thereby the events that led to the exodus so like the forest right. was very involved in the in the conflict the in the conflict and the and the the events of the outside world in a way that they probably didn't want to be uh-huh. so maybe that prompted the accepting of some sort of deal uh-huh. could have something to do with that so it could be the tree could be a tomb for a wizard oh, oh could shit <gasps> okay yeah yeah mm-hmm a wardstone tree, almost. Whoa. Mm. And what do we know about? No, nah, I'm, I'm. I feel like no, I'm prompted. trying to lead you guys too much. <laughs> no, I want to hear. Tell it. us. What do we? What do we know about possession? <gasps> oh, uh, that it's when a person is open to it. Yeah, they got to be open to it, and they got to need something or want something. Like they, they have to be somehow aligned with the icon that's trying to gain purchase in them. And then it comes in and it, it like kind of takes over their mm-hmm. like decision making, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. It also keeps them alive like forever, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It grants them powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is what we know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ah, was, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what you wanted no, us to come to the conclusion? Not, I mean, there's some I stuff I want to reveal, but yeah. like, I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. We're stupid. <laughs> No, it's all good. <laughs> is there? Do we have all the pieces that we could figure it out now? I think there's some things you could figure out, but not like it. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh, fuck. We're so close to getting uh, some reveal. Yeah, it feels I like I really want it. Oh, yeah. Eliana. Oh, and then he was like, "We will teach them. We will show them what it is." It's so depressing. Like the young, unjaded, mm-hmm. like version of Nathaniel. Yeah, but he's also jading somebody else who's bent on like yeah avoiding the darkness but he's like no we will show them the darkness yeah that's a that's an interesting way to look at it that she's like they're gonna fuck it up i don't think it's my problem Mm -hmm. i gotta get out of here and Nathaniel being like no we're gonna get we're gonna get involved yeah yeah because Nathaniel's always been the like i know best right or at least when he was younger he is clearly well even now even even now he's like I don't think there should be any monarchs. There yeah. should be no leaders yeah. because I know that that's the best course. Well, right. his man, he's kind of a ding dong. Is infallible. 
to yeah, him. It's true. Yeah. Even his worldview that he is a bad person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he he is like, I am always right, even in that I am wrong sometimes. Yeah. Oh man, Daniel's cool. Yeah. It cool in, in an interesting way. Yeah, Not yeah, cool yeah. in a like, what a cool dude. He's an interesting character. I yeah. think so. Uh okay. So what's next? Billy, you wanted to disguise us? I did. If we have to go out. Yeah. Yeah. We I think we need to get close to the tree. Mm-hmm. So we got to be disguised as regular sized people. <laughs> <laughs> you take half of me and put it on most yeah. of him. Yeah, I'll. I guess I could create. A, is it like I create a convincing illusion, basically? Yeah, and you just spend a point for it. Okay. Yeah. So I'll do that for for Tuck and I. Mm-hmm. So what does this look like? What do you look like? I look like a tall teenage ginger boy. <laughs> Do you make yourself look like an I elf? I do. Okay. But he's still got curly hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so tall, but not too tall, just like tall. Yeah. <laughs> not like Conan O'Brien tall. No. Yeah, just like five, like five ten. Yeah, which to me is like yeah, so, so massive. Tall. Um, and then I made Tuck look basically the same, except his hair is longer. Oh. And he's got point ears. Mm-hmm. Um, so you made him your twin, but with long hair. Yeah, yeah. we look really the same, fine. and yeah. no beard because I was like, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just got but Tuck's weak little chin. Yeah, underneath. I've got the weakest chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't tell Tuck that; it's just yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. You gave me really long black hair. Yeah, <laughs> it was like blowing in the wind. Yeah. all elegantly. <laughs> it's like dead to my feet. It looks so weird. It's too long. <laughs> Can we do anything about this? No? Okay. It's illusory? Fuck. Okay. Fuck. Like, and I realize what's on the line, so I'm like, oh, I gotta make it less weird, so I do shorten it. <laughs> but just so it's down to his butt. Yeah. Yeah. Here, there big braids it for him. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> to the bottom of the shoulders. And Elman is just like, oh, astonishing. Tex looking in the mirror, he's like, I look like I was fucking homeschooled. <laughs> That's perfect. That's what I was going for. <laughs> then I... I think you hear like against Elman's window, like dong, 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 dong. What's that bonking? It's my window. And he goes and opens the window and Tuck is standing behind it with the axe ready to kill whoever's on the other side. I'm behind Tuck. I'm so scared. And flapping through the window is a bookworm. <gasps> and that's where we're going to end it for this week. Fuck! I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian of Dulazis. So long. Playing Ving, the Half-Elf Druid, Paul Oppers. Oman. Playing Fat Billy, the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. I want to read it. <laughs> and thank you to Aaron Reed for our intro and outro music. Uh, you can find all of Aaron Reed's original music at aaronreed.bandcamp.com and all of the music that has been produced for the show at soundcloud.com. Thank you to all of our supporters around the world. Without hoops, this show would not be possible. If you would like to support the show and get access to a whack of bonus content, including a full campaign set in the High Spear Mall, which we have just started like book two of, check that out at patreon.com slash speltlore or speltlore.com slash money, please. Uh, and thank you most of all to all of you for listening. See you next time. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3. Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For times abreast in revelry And though our journey may be like a conclusion We will not leave you without
commute or do your chores. And for you, I'd gladly 